0: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. You know, Tony, I think when people tuned in to what happened Wednesday, day, they were expecting me to shield really, really hard for StarCast. Yeah. All right, well, here goes. Now, not only can you get the show live and on demand in glorious HD. You can win a trip to Las Vegas. We're calling it the High Roller Contest. Tony, have you heard about this? The High Roller Contest? Yeah, check oh, it out. Please tell. Yeah. All you've got to do is order Starcast on Fight at starcastonfight.com. You're going to get more than 20 live stage shows, nearly 40 hours worth of content for one low price, only 59 bucks, and as long as you order before midnight on April 23rd, you'll lock in that great price. But you'll automatically be entered into this high roller contest. Now, what does that mean exactly? It means you get two round trip airfares from anywhere in the world for you and a friend to come to Las Vegas. And of course, when you get there, we've got you in a hotel suite for four nights. Not only that, you've also got a platinum bracelet to StarCast, which means you get to see all 22 shows live. But as if that wasn't enough, you get every single meet and greet. If you've seen them advertised, if they're at StarCast, You're included. You've got that. Plus you've got VIP to the after party and the after party for what? Well, double or nothing. You're going to that too. It's AEW's very first pay-per-view and you've got two front row tickets. That's right. You heard me right. Mm -hmm. Two front row tickets to the biggest show of the year, a platinum band. And how about this? Every single meet and greet, all your hotel expenses covered as well. Four nights in a hotel suite and two round trip tickets from anywhere in the world to Las Vegas. All you've got to do is go to Starcast on right now and pre-order. And for just 59 bucks, you get all the shows. So everybody's a winner. But if we pick your name on April 24th, whew, it's going to be awesome. Check it out. It's Starcast on Fight.com. S T A R R C A S T O N F I T E.com. There's two R's in Starcast and Fight is F I T E. It's Starcast on Fight.com.
2: Jim Crockett for 605 NWA. TV title Cajun, I'll meet up on Stampede. Flair and Horseman, Garvin Bogey, Magnum Dusty, Express Tag Team. Turner bought Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling.
1: Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling. The NWA and Jim Crockett
2: promotions. Tony and First North, they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off.
3: center Stage, Bischoff. Disney Hogan and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Russo, Arquette, champ, Vinnie Mac, simulcast.
2: Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long, try not to laugh, lowest rules can't This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's like a good looking man. On, like Bill, make a chair, Tommy come on.
0: Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When with Tony Schiavone. Tony,
4: what's going on, man? How are you? It's another beautiful week of What Happened When. How are you, Conrad? How's things going? I know you've been really busy, haven't you?
0: Man, I've been all over the place, but I'm grateful to be home. There's no place like home. And uh, if you're a drive truck and you're tired of being home, well, you need to hit up our man over at Atlas. Tell them all about it, Tony.
4: Yeah, Atlas Van Lines. As we've been telling you uh, for a number of weeks, Conrad, hiring nationwide team drivers, solo drivers. If you own multiple trucks, as they like to say, "Come one, come all." You can make, and this is this is what uh, really shocked you and me, I guess, because we're not truck drivers. But you can make up between one hundred and forty-three thousand to one hundred and ninety-seven thousand dollars per year average. 1st That's your first year, depending on which of the three divisions you drive for. You can make this per year straight up, and home time can be seven to ten days, depending on the route. Brett, the hitman, Hartman, and his team will hook you up. If you're an owner-operator, give them a call today. Whether you're new to the industry or ready to ride off into the sunset, go new places with Atlas. You can speak to a recruiter right now. Here's the number. Write it down. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Write this number down. 877 778 6959. Or for more information, check them out at facebook.com slash drive atlas. That's facebook.com slash drive atlas. Or visit www.drive4atlas, the number four in there, drive4atlas.com forward slash wrestle. And be part of what's going on with Atlas van lines. And when you get a chance, say hello to our buddy Brett, the Hitman Heartman.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Brett and uh, appreciate what he's trying to do for our listeners here. And I was shocked at how much money you could make there. You know, I didn't know anybody in my real life who, who drove truck until, you know, we started the podcast. And now I've got a bunch of friends that we've made through the show who DM me. And, and one after another, uh, they all assure me that what we're talking about here with Atlas every week is absolutely legit. So if you're in that sector or maybe you'd like to be, who better to start with than a friend of the show like uh like the Hitman Hartman, as you said. I always call it the Hartman, but I like the way you he said Hartman.
4: It's kind of Heartman. It's kinda man. yes. What Man's happened? got a heart. Heartman.
0: Well check out Atlas. I can't recommend it enough, uh, just because I've I've heard so many good things from folks online. Well man, let's get into it. Uh I guess we should tell everybody why we're here. We're gonna be revisiting uh, a pretty uh, a pretty big moment for wCW we're going to go back to Nitro number 238 which was April 10th 2000 and uh, there's a lot to talk about on this show as uh, friends of ours say has a lot to unpack here but it's April 10th 2000 we just passed the uh, 19 year anniversary of this and it is uh, wCW effectively hitting the reset button uh, when I told you we were going to be covering this what was the first thing that came to your mind?
4: The uh, first thing that came to my mind was, hey, we get to see uh, Major Guns in the Ring. Well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no. Uh, you know, the, the first thing that came to my mind was how excited I was for this. Legitimately excited. Because I thought we were taking a step in the right direction here. Eric and Russo together. So I was pretty excited about this show. And about Major Guns in the Ring as well. Man, uh, you,
0: you've you been shilling for major guns for a while here I guess we should tell everybody She's on Twitter Look her up, Tylene Buck We've talked about it a lot here uh, But before you knew about Tylene Buck being on Twitter You were all about that Chew action, were you not? <laughs> What's wrong about being about Blue Chew action, man? Well, nothing's wrong with it. I mean, here's the deal. I think there's a, a misconception among some of our listeners that Blue Chew is only for men who have ED. That is not the case. Blue Chew is for anyone who wants to put on a show. It's for anybody who wants a little extra confidence boost. And, uh, I mean, listen, if it's pumping up Tony Shavani's confidence, it's easy to do. Uh, Blue Chew is the world's first chewable. And it's going to work faster than those other brands you've heard about because it's a chewable, Uh, sometimes up to twice as fast. And of course, we're talking about Viagra and Cialis. But the difference between this versus those other name brands is you don't have to go into the doctor. You don't have to go stand in the line at the pharmacy. You can do all of this online and it's shipped discreetly to your door. And as you've said before, Tony, uh, it gets it so hard that even a cat
4: couldn't scratch it. It's hashtag super hard dick is what it is, and it's hot on social media. I like that you said if you want to put on a show. <laughs> yeah, why well, not? I... We'll put on show. Take Bluetooth. Boing. Hey. Da-da-da, Tony's got a super hard on cat can't scratch. it. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, blue. So that's. Let's put it on a show right there. Well, tell everybody how they can put on a show at their house. Okay, visit BlueChew.com. Get your first order free. Get your first order free. Gosh, like we've said before, Conrad, we're giving out free dicks, free hard-ons here. How about that? On this show, first order free. Promo code WHW. We only got to pay five bucks shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WHW for that super hard dick so hard that a cat can't scratch it.
0: Check it out, man. I think you'll be glad that you do. Uh, without further ado, should we tag in uh, one of the uh, the other members of our show here on WHW and see if we can't get this episode of Nitro fired up?
4: Yeah, she's been kind of a fan of Blue Chew for the last uh, few months or so. Uh, let's bring her in, Lois Shivani.
5: Oh, so you guys are talking about that Blue Chew. Is that like... Raspberry Big League chewing bubblegum stuff. Oh, no, I know what that is. I know what Blue Chew is. That's the stuff that makes your button on a fur coat look like a pistol in my pocket when you're glad to see me, big boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Here's your countdown. Three, two, one, Play.
4: Ah, we start out with that beautiful open and that beautiful logo and oh God, that sucked. Hey, but you know what, Uh, Conrad, I did like this open because I I thought it was pretty good with the nitro girls. Didn't you like it?
0: Yeah, I knew you would like that part. You know, I didn't like the logo. I didn't really like this open. Uh, but I think it's just because, you know, my, my fandom for WCW had peaked at this point. I'm on the downhill. I mean, as you've said, you guys were actually coughing on roller skates. Um, the original nitro open is the best nitro open just because it created the best content and the best wrestling memories for me as a fan. Wow. And there's a guy in a WCW nitro referee shirt.
4: Who was well, buying that? I, I don't know, but we're live in Denver, Colorado at the Pepsi center for this event. Hey, uh, a little story. Uh, the, uh, you know, those, uh, three girls who were country music singers, uh, the Dixie Chicks, remember them? Yeah, of course. Okay, yes. They, uh, they, were in the, they were in the building right before we were. And one of the Dixie Chicks has like three or four cats she travels with. And uh, the cats uh, pissed all over the room we were in. So we were dressing in a room that smelled like cat piss. Just a little inside thing there. And I didn't like the Dixie Chicks after that. Not because of anything political, but because... Take a look at this lineup. There's uh, Chris Candido... And there's the stupid mother. Oh, look at that. JBL. Oh my gosh. The- Listen, who's this fucker right here? I don't even recognize him. And, uh, gosh, there's a lot of guys who are not with us. Uh, good God. Let's- Hello, Ms. Jones and well, baby.
0: Yeah. It is weird to see this group of folks because there's so many that I'm just like, no, nope, I don't remember them, but yeah. I do remember Virgil. Well, last of the shame he couldn't get his shit together. There's oh Jamie God. Noble. Oh, how about suckers has to Know Hall of Famer, Hall Mo- of Famer Molly Holly, a Tank Abbott hanging out with
4: Rick Steiner. Okay, and here's one of the big problems right now: all these guys in the ring, and we give the wall an entrance. What the fuck were we doing?
0: Well, I think you're probably giving Scott Steiner an entrance, and he's just in the background.
4: Yeah, I think that's what what it was. Here's Vampiro and Booker T. Booker T. Hey, somebody call my mama. How about and Billy Kidman at, strutting that ass? Not, you,
0: motherfucker. Fucking Van Hammer. Are you kidding me?
4: Hey, how about how much heat is that? Billy Kidman hanging on to Tory and then Van Hammer right behind him. That was that's the heat parade right there, those three together. The not, heat parade. Not Tory. Not necessarily Tory, but hanging on to that. Nothing happening. Billy Kidman. Speaking of nothing happening, you know what? This interview, if I recall, was was a heat-seeking interview, and I know how you felt about Jeff Jarrett back then. This interview, I think, said it all about the heat that he had. You're talking about a suck-up at that time, and let the girl in the ring. Wow, Russo fans everywhere. He had quite a following back then, you know. But he's got a lot of heat now, bro. Are we going to listen to this thing? Yeah, we can, if you'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to hear what he has to say
6: when i came to wcw some six months ago i told everyone that i was the chosen one i was hand picked to be the next wcw world champion my future was in the hands of the man who had the biggest hand in turning the WWF around. I know because I was there. Well, somewhere along the way, our master plan got derailed by a pack of good old boys who couldn't compete and weren't even in his league and they knew it. Well, I've just got one thing to say. Yeah, I just got one thing to say to that bunch of slap nuts sitting at home watching on TV tonight. What goes around, comes around. So without further ado, it is my honor and my privilege to introduce you to the man who who once was Vince McMahon's best kept secret, who will once again change the game. The power
1: is Vince Russo. Vince Russo said he'd never appear on camera ever. What's this
4: all about? Well, it must be big for him to appear on camera. You're right.
0: Oh, my God. Listen to you. <laughs> it must be big for him to appear on camera.
4: Well, it was my role there, Conrad. It's not just sucking up. It's my role. How about that that awful interview? You know what? You know what ruined that interview for me? What's that? Seeing Silver King in the background, <laughs> oh my I'm God. thinking, what the fuck's he doing here? Oh, there's Tigress,
0: bless her heart. You know and- we're going to hell in a handbasket when Jeff Jarrett is the opening promo on the show.
4: No, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, and boy, they were they were hammering the, they were hammering the WWF, weren't they back then?
0: Well, here comes your boy, Matt, bro, Matt Coon savior, the one mm-hmm. and only.
7: After giving six years of my life to the World Wrestling Federation came to WCW with one thing in mind. And that was to beat Vince McMahon at his own game. And you know what? Within a matter of weeks, the new blood in WCW were not only getting back in the game, they were changing the game. And that's when the good old boy network kicked in. Afraid of change and more importantly, afraid of their jobs, the political BS took place in the back to bring Vince Russo down. And you scum at home know who you are because you're watching me now. And then one day, I'm told that there's gonna be a change in direction. A change that I knew sucked. And you know what? I wasn't the only one who knew. Benoit knew, Guerrero knew, Saturn knew, Malenko knew, Douglas knew, and they left. They're gone. Scott Steiner, he knew it, and they suspended his ass. But you know what, that's all over now. It's done, and Vince Russo is back in charge again. And I wanna turn around and I wanna say something to everybody in this ring, it is over. The O-Boys management is over. The inflated egos in the back, afraid to lose their spot. It is over. It is the dawning of a new day. It is your opportunity. Seize that opportunity.
1: Are you done yet? Yeah. Here it is. Bishop Russo round one. Here we go.
0: So, this is, uh... How about there's a Bischoff sign? I can't believe it. <laughs> this is weird to me. You know, this is, you know, they're, they're going to try to cater to the smart audience here, but they're both putting themselves on TV, which is something that you would think that the quote unquote smart fan would be against. Yet here they are.
4: Bischoff strutting that ass to the ring. Yeah. You know, uh, looking back on it now, it, it's all kind of confusing to me. It really is. It's, uh, you know, he's talking about, uh, talking about, I guess he's talking about guys like Hogan, guys like Hall and Nash. I don't, I don't know who he's talking to right here. Um, uh, but, uh, it's like, he's talking to the big stars and not many big stars are left in the ring with the exception of maybe Brooklyn Booker T, T. Yeah. you
0: We're going to hear from Bischoff here. And if you're listening to this, maybe for the first time uh, in a long time where you've seen this, we're about to get the new blood in the millionaire. What? So instead of being a they shake no hands. Way.
1: They're on the same Let me side of something. This man, Vince Russo, and I have more in common than anybody knows. <laughs> but the big thing is the fact that we were both screwed by the same good Old boys network. This is right. Those days are over. But it's okay. I don't even mind. And you know why I don't mind? Because it's giving me a hell of an opportunity to think about all the great things I did here in WCW. But it's also given me an opportunity to realize the mistakes I've made. Mistakes like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Sting, Diamond Dallas Page, and oh yeah, oh yeah, let's not forget, Sid Wish he was vicious. But you know what the... Biggest mistake I've ever made. I mean, this is a real big one. Hulk Hogan. Oh my God. Wait a minute, he's always been a Hogan backer. I can't I'm believe- sorry, I really am sorry. To Everybody told me he would screw me, he would use me. They said, do not look into that red and yellow light because you will be blinded. Well, I was blinded. But tonight, I've got 2020 vision. I'm seeing real clearly for the first time in a long time. And right now, I want to apologize to everybody in this ring. The new blood. And I want you guys to know that if there's anything that I can do for Vince Russo that will help you, I am there for him. I am there for you because it is a whole new WCW. And where are they? Where are they? Where is Diamond Dallas Page? Where is Sting?
7: Where are they? I think they're hiding in the back with the old tail between the legs. Oh. Oh my.
1: I'm not believing what I'm seeing. Looks like we got us a little party. Hey, and for once, you guys look like you showed up ready for work. I can't believe what I've heard. Oh, what's up, shit? No softball game? Ooh. How about you, Lexure? No golf game today? No lunch with Michael Jordan? Hey, DDP, what about those seven fans of yours down at the trailer park wanting to have an autograph of you on your new book? What about that? And Singer, what new Hollywood premiere tonight? I'm really glad you all came to work. What's the matter, Paige? Nothing to say?
2: Bischoff... I don't know what the hell you're smoking, but you better step off.
1: Screw you, Paige. You want to know something? If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be here tonight. You'd be schlepping drinks at some rundown redneck bar in the middle of Florida, telling the world that you're friends with Bon Jovi. You know, where were you for the last six months? Well, I've been sitting home unemployed. Huh? How about you, Sting? Who's the guy that rebuilt your career? I'll tell you who it is. The same guy that made Lex Luger a multi-millionaire when the WWF didn't want to have anything else to do with them. That's who it is. Wow. Everything he's saying is true. Everything. And what about you, Sid? Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I made you... I could sure as hell break you, but this time, it's gonna be a little more fun. And it's gonna be a little more fair. This time, it'll be a level playing field.
7: And you know what, Eric, before we get into that level playing field, I have something that I want to say that's a little personal. Because I know he is back there hiding as well. And I got something that I want to say to Rick Flair. Cheer for him. Because you know what? Rick Flair, you are a piece of on the
6: bottom of my shoe. Oh boy.
7: And brother, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna scrape off that and flush your ass down the toilet personally. Now Jeff, Jeff. This is where you got to trust me. Eric said this is going to be an even playing field. And we're going to start a new day right now tonight. So Jeff, I'm going to ask you to hand that U.S. title over to me. That's right, Jeff. All titles will be stripped tonight. It'll be a brand new playing field. Come on, Jeff. Trust me. Trust me.
4: Tag team belts from the Harris brothers taking those. This is unbelievable.
1: Talk about a new beginning. We have no champions. Hey, Sid, there's only one more belt left. And you know who's wearing it. He's telling Sid Fishes to give up the world heavyweight title. Unbelievable. And tell you
2: what, Fish, on. you want to get this belt. Bring your little ass over
1: here and take back! Oh, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, you knew he, it. Absolutely, you knew that's okay. Mm. You knew that Sid Vicious would... For, and look at Bischoff, said okay. And Bischoff leaving the ring. Has everyone completely flipped? Eric Bischoff... It looks like he might get Sid Vicious' face, Tony! He has slipped the gear! He's gonna confront the Millennium Man and just take the World Heavyweight Championship belt? Come on, Sid! Hand it over! What do you want to do? You want to lay me out, Sid? Come on, Sid! You know you can do it! Hell, I know you can do it! But here's what'll happen! I'll heal! and when i get done healing i'll spend the rest of my life knowing that you're unemployed so here's the deal either lay me out take your chances or hand over the belt it's your choice big man what's he gonna do what can he do hell i've been beat up before it won't be the last time what the dilemma Give the belt to Bischoff. Or matter, Sid the can't find your scissors. Wow. Yikes. Come on, Sid. Sid, what's the matter, Sid? Can't find your scissors. Come on, Sid. Give the boss the belt. Come on, man. Don't let me push your button, Sid. Wouldn't want to see you pop, go crazy, Sid. Wouldn't want to see you ruin your career, Sid. He's pushing it. The long, lonely life in West Memphis, Sid. See on the 16th, spring stampede. That's when the real world heavyweight champion will wear the belt.
0: So they strip everybody of all the titles. They're hitting the reset button here. Uh, it looked like they were going to be opposed Russo and Bischoff that is, but now they've revealed that they're joining forces going way inside and over the top. Bischoff has said that calling Ric Flair a piece of shit and getting the word shit approved by Turner ahead of time was not something they discussed. It was just Russo going into business for himself. Okay. But the inside stuff like what's the matter, Sid? Can't find your scissors? Where are you at on that?
4: Two inside or yeah. did, it, did, it, did it hit all the right notes? No, it was too inside. It it was it, it was too inside and not only that, as I'm watching this, and I guess when you see it for the first time, there's my girl Medusa, you see it for the first time, you're thinking, Well, uh, it's pretty cool, but looking at it now, it's just way too long and drawn out. And I mean, we went, what, 15, 16 minutes, maybe more than that. So you liked it minutes? when it
0: first happened.
4: Did I like it when it first happened? Uh, yes, I did. You thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was, it was I, well, I put it this way of all the stuff we've been trying to do. I was in favor of trying something completely new out of the ordinary, trying something completely different.
0: Well, you guys were definitely doing that. I mean, Stripping all the champions like that. I mean, that was pretty unprecedented in wrestling. Was it not? Oh
4: yeah, absolutely. And, and for, and for the first time, I guess, I don't know. Are we, are we trying to say that all of a sudden this business is a shoot now?
0: I do want to catch everybody up and say that, you know, we just recently watched the spring break 2000 episode from South Padre Island. That was the last episode of nitro before this one, you guys did a clip show in between Uh, and so this was really the first time that there was a meeting of the minds, you know, these two guys working together, this is a a new day, a new era for WCW. And, you know, whereas last week it was a clip show this week we're we're really hitting the reset button, you see Hulk Hogan arriving to the building late. That's going to be a theme we see here with guys pulling up and, um, we're seeing some, some things that happened during the break here, everybody congratulating and glad handing. Bischoff and Russo
4: and during the commercial break a lot of things went down and we do understand Hulk Hogan is in the backstage area right now so Hogan's in the back
0: taping his wrist and Sting's gonna come in talking way inside too check and listen
2: it's Bischoff he's on you
1: how bad like he might as well just kick you right between the legs come on he's on you and I'm not joking
4: I'm on it Where's he going? I'm not ribbing yet. You know what? I'm not ribbing.
0: Ah. I mean, the word ribbing from Sting and then Hulk Hogan. I mean, I know that Sting has said it before on Nitro. We covered it recently when there was an outdoor Nitro show in 96 when the NWO took over. But that sort of seemed impromptu and off the cuff and just the way Steve talked in real life. Whereas here... Clearly scripted. Hey, and make sure you use an insider term, say ribbing. It was a
4: little weird to me. Yeah. The, the whole thing is weird. And, and something else that I'm I'm realizing here is that they are taking all their big stars, their big name stars and shit canning them kind of, or shitting on them, I guess. And all the not so big stars with exception, again, of, of Booker T and Steiner are in the ring and on this side. So it's like they've taken like four or five guys and said, you know what, we're tired of what you're doing and, uh, we're changing the business. But in effect, those were the guys that drew the money for. Them. So I, I, you know, it, it, to me, it's, it's, I think about it now it's kind of mind boggling, but, uh, well, it was our last year Conrad, what can I say? Right. We're yeah. trying something. I guess by then, the the die had already been cast, hadn't it? You're on your death
0: march. Now, here's what's interesting. They even fuck with the production here. So, like, they cut the music early. They cut the pot. There's no pyro. (laughs)
4: This is incredible. So we DDP
0: in the ring. Lex Luger's coming out. And um, they're going to cut the music. They're going to cut the pyro. And uh, they're even going to kill the spotlights. So it's a way to sort of show. Hey, we're, uh, so he's looking around for the power. Right. I thought that was a nice touch.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That continued the theme of, you know, we're in charge here and the, the big boys are not in charge anymore. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm just, sometimes fucking... you say things and I have a quick comeback, but that time I didn't know what to say.
0: <laughs> it's been a topic again this week. I don't know that you saw, but uh, I did Viceland put up a, uh, a documentary this week called dark side of the ring. It's a series that our great friend, uh, Evan over there at Viceland helped put together. And, uh, Bruce and Eric were involved in, in that project and, they did a thing on the macho man and Miss and Miss Elizabeth, where it was, you know, one of the tragedies of wrestling and they had, uh, Lex, Luger, you know, declined the opportunity to participate in the documentary, but they did air clips of Lex talking to Eric on Eric's old podcast. And, um, Lex has taken a beating over the years for the death of Miss Elizabeth, but you know, in the end. You know, it was a drug overdose, so sure. it's unfortunate. And she was obviously uh, a big part of all of our lives as fans who grew up in the golden era of the WWF. And you knew Miss Elizabeth,
4: I did let me ask you and I haven't seen the documentary yet, but did they actually go into the details of how she died? Yes. Okay.
0: I mean, they, played, I, they played the nine one one call from Lex and everything. Okay. I imagine it would be, um, a tough listen for somebody who knew her like you.
4: Yeah, it, it, it is. So now Luger is facing uh diamond Dallas page here, and this is a, a match, I guess. I don't know what to, uh,
0: this is a uh, part of the world title tournament. This is what, what I, we would call a quarter right. final. And the, uh, the actual finals, of course, are going to happen Uh, in six days at spring stampede, I think a lot of people forget that this is the go home edition of Monday Nitro for the spring stampede pay-per-view, which now is going to crown a new, new, new world heavyweight champion.
4: And the winner of this tournament is going to go on to face Jeff Jarrett for the world title, right? Is that how we, we structured it out?
0: Why don't we just hang tight and it'll all make sense.
4: Okay. It'll all make sense then. All right. I didn't know.
0: Well, I mean, you called it, so I thought maybe you could tell us your memories, but you're watching it now. It sounds like for the first time ever.
4: <laughs> it, it feels like the first time ever. Were you on a lot I, of drugs back then, you think? No, I wasn't on drugs, but, you know, I'm I'm telling you this, and this is true. When when you have a, a very tumultuous year that we had, that last year, and you have so much shit going on, and you have so much many politics, and you think it's your... You you think you know really? I didn't know I, every show could have been our last.
0: How much is so much many politics? How much is so much many?
4: So much. <laughs> when you have so <laughs> much many politics, hang on here. I'm trying to get all this out. I'm trying to explain to you that <laughs> hang on. I wasn't on drugs. Wait, I'm at the
0: I'm at the library looking it up. Hang on. <laughs> all right, I'm back.
4: Okay, it's I, I just it's just really. It's okay. You know, when you're, you're in a bad accident,
0: I've never and, been in one price. Okay.
4: The Lord. You, you've heard about people being in bad accidents and they have amnesia yes. and they don't remember. Okay. That's what it was. It was, it was so bad to work for the company back then. It was, we didn't know. We didn't know if we have a job one week to the next. Were so you, basically uh, I've, I've, I've blocked it all out.
0: When you had amnesia, did you ever get lost in Cleveland?
4: No. Okay. No. Oh, God. What? Fucker.
0: Oh, here he is. What a fucking ass clown this is. So Buff Bagwell's going to come out, sand shirt, but not without the pyro. So whereas the other guys didn't get near their normal uh, entrance treatment, Buff Bagwell gets it all. DDP gonna sneak up behind Lex Luger, hits him right in the small package of the total package. Yeah, Tony. If you uh, were gonna wake up tomorrow and be one of these three wrestlers, you could be. You can wake up tomorrow on your Buff Bagwell.
5: You yeah, wake
0: up tomorrow on your Lex Luger. Yep. you wake up tomorrow and your Diamond Dallas Page. Yep. Who are you waking up as? Diamond Dallas
4: Page, without question. <laughs> I knew the answer to that before you started the question, buddy. Yikes. Kimberly never looked bad, ever. Never looked bad.
0: You know what? I'm never going to ask Lex Luger to do Uh power slam. You uh, play F Mary kill. Oh God. What? <laughs> I don't think he would do it. He's a good Christian man. I don't think <laughs> he would play that
4: game. Okay. He probably wouldn't. He, he, he probably, he probably wouldn't. Uh what the fuck now see uh look at he 's accosting a girl he's bang he,
0: diamond cut.
4: oh there you go, one, two, three, and so I, I guess his attention was with buff, Buff was accosting Liz, and that 's how he got the one, two, three, so Paige moves on to this tournament.
0: Kimberly Bacon looking not only as she can look. And here we are. Hulk Hogan is on the search for Eric Bischoff. Eric, you think he's going to check the gold club? All right. In the back (laughs) now, Kurt is going to stop Vince Russo. going to have a
4: little bit of a conversation. What do you think he's saying right now? He's probably saying, Hey, so am I, am I one of the uh, bad guys here or am I one of the good guys here? And I, I'm here. I'm with you, man. Uh, which one am I? And what the fuck's going on here, man? Bro, I don't know, bro. Uh, just check with Matt Coon. He does all my work now, right? Matt Coon and I got the number one podcast. And I'll use it with quotes. Number one podcast in the world, at least. That's what we think. So, bro, I'm your man. All right. Yeah, Fuck you. You fucking no good piece of shit. Uh, let me just
0: go ahead and give you a spoiler. Even Matt Coon doesn't think he has the number one podcast on all the land. He doesn't. No, not based on any metric, not based on okay. downloads, not based on revenue. Not well, you know, I, feedback. I, I,
4: I know, based on reality. But Content. sometimes, you know, fantasy kicks in with some of these people.
0: Oh, you are you, are you saying that Russo is delusional? Is that what you just said? No, I, I was your, saying you're, Matt you're,
4: Goon's delusional.
0: Oh, well, for sure. Yeah, he thinks he's handsome. <laughs> All right. So here's Tanky Abbott. One of the more controversial moments in Nitro. I'm going to mm-hmm. let the sound play here. Get your feedback
1: okay. He is new blood. He'll spill new blood. He's the baddest man in WCW. David tank Abbott, the ultimate ultimate fighter is going to the ring. Tell you the best part of this job, watching tank Abbott kill people. We get it. We, we got it. Getting paid for it. I'm going to say this one time. It's going to be short and sweet. So you better listen up. I'm not some candy ass wrestler. I'm a shoot fighter. I don't know the difference between a wrist watch and a wrist lock, but I know how to kick your ass. Yeah! I'll tell you one thing. When I came here, I came here for one reason. One reason only. Some Yahoo walking around thinking he's a shoot fighter, wiggling his tongue and acting tough. I'll tell you right now, Bill Goldberg, I came here for you. Oh, oh, oh. oh, boy. Oh, oh. It's not any coincidence that Bill's hurt and ran away the, the first week I came on the scene, is it? Is he calling out Goldberg? That's exactly what he's I'm going to tell you what. You're damn right he is. Till you grow up balls big enough to fight me, I'm going to beat the holy hell out of innocent victims. Well, I like I that. I don't care if it's Mother Teresa, anyone. It's going to start tonight so bill can you get your ass back here and fight me i'm gonna beat the hell hell out of these people oh my god nice well, who's about, next talk who's about, next for tank abbott talk about stones can you imagine saying that to goldberg for pete's sake yeah but what wait a minute now hold up what innocent person oh this penzer is-, is it penzer come on get a guy how about the guy in the baseball cap oh, come but, on don't encourage that mark he's good he's not going to reach through it there's shirt right next to him. Holy There's going to be somebody in the crowd. Oh, Tank's coming over here. Tank, get Hudson or get, get or oh, Get somebody Mark, like get that. Back. Come on, Tank. Get one of these guys. Come on.
0: So now we see Tank Abbott attack Mark Madden, and Mark Madden has gone on record of saying he did not want to do this. Uh, he was very specific that he didn't want to do this, but Russo had a plan in mind that he not only wanted to have tank Abbott beat up Mark Madden, but he wanted to take his shirt off and beat him up and Madden being a heavy set. Fellow did not want to be on TV without a shirt and Russo basically threatened him with his job. So he did it. And now tank Abbott is firing some live rounds after he's pulled Madden's shirt off on live TV talk about humiliation is this one of the most asshole things vince russo ever booked
4: well yeah it's terrible and he he booked it you know there was a there was a time where he wanted all of us to go on without our shirts on do you remember that that episode yeah and uh i didn't want to do it and i remember uh mark madden didn't want to do it but scott hudson did it uh and uh it was just, uh, and I, I, knew that he didn't want to take his shirt off and didn't want to expose himself like that. It was just, yeah, it, it was, it was not a good angle. It really wasn't
0: Hulk Hogan back there trying to, uh, talk to the stooges. I mean, Terry Taylor,
4: <laughs> you know, there was another angle where, uh, where Russo wanted, uh, Russo wanted to beat me up and I w I wouldn't do that. I said, listen, Vince, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything for you, but uh, not tank Abbott. And that was an an angle where he confronted my son in the ring and, or at ringside. And
0: what do you think Bischoff is saying to Hulk Hogan here?
4: Mm, Oh, you know, uh, it's, it's all Russo, man. It's all Russo. And and let me say this. I've always loved you. You've made plenty of money for me. Come on in here and we'll get somebody to come and give you a (laughs) (laughs) blowjob.
0: Why does your brain work the way it does? Oh, no! Where are you talking about <laughs> wrestling and, and talking about humiliating Mark Madden and what a turd Vince Russo was for bucking that. And instead <laughs> you're thinking about Hulkster Thermus getting service.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, he looked around the corner, like, you know, we don't want anybody to see what's going to go happening happening here. Here comes the and biggest
0: overachiever in the history of the business, yes. Billy Kidman. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the start of something pretty, you know, pretty monumental People talk about this segment a lot, especially what this segment leads to. Billy Kidman gets his own special entrance, and he's got the mic in his hand. Here he goes.
8: I feel like I've just been handed a get-out-of-jail-free card because for years, me and the rest of the new blood have been held down by the egomaniacs trying to hold on to their faded careers. I've been used and abused and told to keep my mouth shut. Well, tonight is my night. And the one man I want to address is the biggest egomaniac of them all, Hulk Hogan. I think I know where he's going with this, Tony. That's right, Hulk, for weeks you've been bad-mouthing me. You've been saying, you've been talking about my size, And yeah, Hulk, I may not have a body that you have, but I have two things, Hulk, that you can't take away from me and two things that you will never have. And that's heart and talent. Three things. And Hulk Hogan, we all know the only way to get that grotesque orange tan that you have is to be in the spotlight for way too long. Checkmate. And you say that Billy Kidman can't draw flies. Well, maybe you're right, but who would know better about drawing flies than a pile of sh- like you? Good night! Boy, I hope Hogan doesn't hear this. I hope he does. So, Hulk, that leaves only one thing that I've waited a long time to do I'm calling your ass out. Come on, Hulk. There he is. Come on, bring the rest. Come on, Hulk. It's time to see if your balls are as big as your bald spot. Oh, my God. Oh, man. He didn't get the memo. Come on,
1: Hulk. And th- there goes Hulk. You talk about me when I'm not a rabble. here I am. He's calling him out.
0: So what do you think of this, Tony? You know, I did appreciate you chiming in there that he's got three things, and we know what the third one is. But right, um, what do you think of this? I mean, you've been around the Hulkster since, what, 89? Right. And... You know, here we are 11 years later, biggest star in the history of the business being called out by Billy Kidman. Who's historically been positioned as a cruiserweight on the show. Did you think, man, this is, this is a great opportunity for Kidman. This is a way to shake things up. This shows, this is a new era in WCW. Or did you think, oh, they're doing this to placate the smarts and try to get Hogan over with the smart fans.
4: Well, I that's what I originally thought, but it was a pretty big pop when when Kidman called him out. So I thought, you know what? Let's play it out and this this, this seems to be a pretty good moment. But again, they're just placating the smart marks. And, and and you just you can't draw your business that way. I mean, maybe you can now, but not not in 2000 you can't.
0: What do you think of the uh the the another use of the word shit on, yeah. on television here. Too many
4: shits. It's like ball shots. Really, you just I mean if you say shit one time, you get the point. But if you keep saying it, it loses its impact. It does. You are, Kidman. Kidman, I've been sitting in the back and this isn't the
2: first night I've listened to your crap. I've been watching you the last couple months. I've been hearing you crying. When am I going to get the break? When am I going to get the push? Well, you're the kind of punk that gives the young guys in this business
8: a bad name, Kidman. Hey, you got something to say? To you? Is that so? You had a good run, Hulk, but your run is over.
0: What do you think about um, the back and forth here? And Hogan here, even using insider terms, you
4: know, when am I going to get the push? Yeah, that, that didn't bother me as much as, and to me, Kidman cannot compete with Hogan as far as cutting promos are concerned. Well, of course. And so I, I think Hogan, you know, gets the, uh, and of course, what does Kidman do? He jumps him and give it to Hogan. He'll sell it. So who's the heel here and who's the baby face? I, I, someone.
0: And now, See, I... and now they're brawling. Yeah. Hogan wearing a white shirt. And, you know, here's what's fun to me. Like, I'll never forget the first time I saw this. When we saw Hogan taping his wrist up backstage in the first skit, I remember thinking, why is he taping his wrist? He's wearing clothes. Like, But that's dumb And then as he continued to search for Eric Bischoff He never wrapped the other wrist He just kept the one wrist taped And I was like Man, this is weird that he's just got one wrist taped Like, well, just go ahead and finish the job off Why is he not wearing his gear if he's got wrist tape on? And then it didn't dawn on me until much later When I was like And he's wearing a white shirt (gasps) I know what's coming
4: you read all that into that?
0: Well, <laughs> that one thought, tape wrist. I just thought it was super don't you think this sort of a I mean when we watched Hulk Hogan wrestle a couple of weeks ago with no wrist tape, it was fucking weird. We're used to seeing him with, with double wrist tape, and here he's right. just got it on one. And it makes you wonder like, why just the one? Alright, here comes Eric Bischoff's pass out some C T E. Let's see what yeah. will see what that's happens. Right. There.
4: I just Who's the heel? Who's the babyface here? I, I don't get it. I I I don't get it. Whoever is aligned with
0: Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff is a heel, right? I I guess. All right, so he's got a chair. Man! Oh my God. You don't think Hulk Hogan's going to start I'm bleeding from the forehead. Do you? Three. And why does uh, he keep trying to stick something in his right pocket? Oh, his, his wrist tape is loose too. <laughs> it was really weird because right before Eric hit him in the head with the chair, it's, uh,
4: uh-huh. he touched his forehead real weird. Oh, wait oh, a minute. You, oh, wait a minute. Well, oh, he's been it, busted open. It was a stiff shot though. Conrad, it was pretty stiff. So. It probably opened him up. And you know, guys who have been blading for a long time, their forehead skin is thin. It doesn't take much. Sometimes just a slap will make you bleed. I think that's a hard way. Shut the fuck up. Oh, wait a minute. His his thumb's bleeding too. And his hands bleeding. Never mind. Oh, here's the limousine shot. That always saves a day for us. How
0: many was, backstage arrival shots are there gonna be in this show? Here's I, another
4: one. That's the Nature Boy. He just so happened to show up late. Like all the superstars do. Woo! Riding in about a '96 uh, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, in slow motion once again, we're going to take a look at the. There's the blade job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on camera on the replay. Show it again. Zip. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much, dude. It's it's probably the most blatant Hulk Hogan blade job ever. I know. So we had to show it again. And now Eric's getting down there to get a good look at it. (laughs) Oh my god, Hulk Hogan is going crazy. He's knocking over
3: some spindles, some
0: spools of wire, through a (laughs) chair. And oh man, that white shirt he had, that pristine white shirt he showed up with, is now covered in blood. Oh god. Damn it.
4: Oh, it looks like
2: I did a goddamn blade job. I did a goddamn blade job for Kidman. I'm bleeding for Kidman.
0: (laughs) This is what I'm willing to do for this goddamn company. And they showed it on replay.
1: What the fuck is going on? Here's Flair. No lunch with Michael Jordan.
0: So Flair seeing the replay. He's digging it and he's watching it with the Stooge of All Stooges, Terry Taylor. Normally they would call this the gorilla position, but I guess here you guys called it the Jody position or the go position.
4: Yeah. Jody. And then the go position.
0: That's so dumb that y'all tried to, you know, pay homage to Jody. Like he was gorilla. Just ripping the segment off. I think the Jody position should have been under a mask
4: coaching wrestlers. (laughs) It should have been. He should have, it should have been the mask assassin sitting there. You see Terry Taylor there with the headset on. I do. Yeah, he'd put the headset on and tell me what to say, and then he'd throw it down. He'd go talk to somebody, and I would say something. He'd put the headset on. He'd tell me something to say that I just motherfucking said. Ugh, fuck.
0: Not a big Terry Taylor fan, huh?
4: Yeah, uh, no.
0: Does anybody yeah. like Terry Taylor? Uh, you know, I've never met him. But I, I've literally never even heard of anyone
4: saying they liked him. Well, i you know, I mentioned this before, that Terry Taylor had, uh, was without that... Uh, that part of your brain that in a social setting, uh, your brain would say, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't say that. And I won't say that Terry didn't have that function. Uh. He always said it and he always opened his mouth and he always put his foot in his mouth, so to speak.
0: Here's Richard.
4: Mm. Got a bit about the star power here in the show. You great, really
0: do. Great sign on the crowd. It says Rick Flair make me a sandwich? <laughs> they have misspelled woo here. Uh, I, I've been told legally that woo was with five O's huh. uh, for years. I thought there was an H in woo. Turns out that is not the case. It is the letter W and then five O's. And if you use it like that, um, well, you're infringing on his trademark. Are you in the loop on the five O's or did you just learn that? today? No,
4: no. I, that's the first time I've heard this. Are you serious about that? Yeah. He owns woo with five O's. You do a four O's. You're fucking fine.
0: Of course, <laughs> of course uh, my trademark attorney has made a lot of news for me this year. Would right. argue that, um, trademark law works fanatically. So mm-hmm. four O's five O's six O's, whatever. But Rick says, right. no, no, no.
4: Five O's is me.
0: Can have, you can have four but I, he
4: needs five okay how much did he pay for that Jesus I don't know
0: probably a couple grand yeah i mean I, I don't know what everybody I've got the brother brother right from doc apparently when you buy so many or you know apply for so many trademarks he has to send it to you in a goddamn excel spreadsheet you get a <laughs> discount you get like a group discount i'm he's like the Costco of trademark patents shit like that He's the man, man. How fired up is Flair here? What do you think he's
4: saying? Not, I, 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 he's probably, let me, let me think. He's got to be saying something about the size of his penis.
0: Is it just me or is not, are his nostrils bigger right there than normal? <laughs> does, when he gets Flair's mad, does do his nostrils flare up? Is that a thing? Yeah. Flares. Nostrils are flaring. Yeah. Flair, yeah. yeah nobody flares flare. All right, thanks for being entertaining, Tony. Got
2: okay. Great, based on our own ability. A lifetime, you couldn't show me. I can go swim. You are had a jock You want to stop me? Here's the deal. I saw Bischoff, and for whatever problem I have with him, at least he's got the guts to walk up the vision. Russo, I ain't spending 200 grand again i Bill Dale and John Taylor. You come out here right now, Russo. You got a problem with me? Get me off the bottom of the shoe right here in Denver. Come on.
0: So what do you think about uh, the new Russo flair feud?
4: Mm. To, to me, it, it's... I've, to me, it has no... Well, here comes Big Papa Pump. To me, that has a little bit to it, but to me, Flair Russo doesn't do anything.
0: And Scott's not going to go away inside here. Of course, through the <laughs> years, he would shoot on Rick. Oh.
2: I'll oh. listen to you in the back on the minor, and quite frankly, you're boring me to death. See, last time I came out here and did an interview you on you, you obviously listened because you bleached your teeth, but you're still crooked as hell. <laughs> after I did that interview, bastard friends trying to get me fired. But that didn't surprise me none. Because if you look up at the right now and see who's been a champion up there with the exception of one person they've all come from here. It's just that you and your old bastard friends ran them out so you could be a 14 time world champion. And that don't mean shit to me. He's been about a 14-time world champion if he had all his friends pulling the strings. Now I look at you and I see a confused look on your face. So I'm gonna bring to you in another way. I know there's no way in hell I can ever bring you up to my level, physically or mentally. So I'm gonna lower myself. To which you are an low class white trash from Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: Wow. Oh.
2: So see
1: oh.
2: if you can guess who I am now. <laughs> me, me. Oh. I'm a living, just fighting, backstabbing son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: So I know you can't see this at home, but Scott Steiner just put gas station teeth in his mouth Mm. and now Shane Douglas sneaks in from behind and attacks him for Shane Douglas for years on ECW had cut promos on Ric Flair, calling him Dick Flair and saying he was an embarrassment of a man and not a great champion and overrated. So this was all to serve as a distraction to allow Shane Douglas to get the cheap shot. And moving forward, we're going to have a little Shane Douglas, Rick Flair feud. So everybody had to had their fun with Rick on this line. It starts with Vince Russo, calling him a piece of shit that he needs to scrape off his shoe. Then it goes to Scott Steiner, mocking his teeth with gas station teeth. They used to sell that at the uh, counter. There was some sort of Bubba teeth gimmick. Right. And then, uh, Shane Douglas now doing a little cheap shot and randomly Bret Hart in the crowd. This is probably after. Bill Goldberg gave him a concussion and, uh, when Bill Goldberg kicked his head in the crowd, maybe Brett just went to look for it, got tired, took a seat.
4: What the hell happened there? What do you mean? My, my screen just went gray. Did yours go gray when, uh,
0: That's because of the lighting. You guys couldn't light
4: anything. (laughs) Apparently so. How about
0: no one's even bothering Brett in the crowd here.
4: Yeah, I, I this is this turns out to me to be a confusing episode. It's
0: very confusing. It's Crash yeah. TV, is is the way people have described Russo's booking over the years, and this is it, Crash TV, right?
4: And and again, who is who's the baby face? Who's the heel? Who are we trying to uh, who are we trying to book towards? I mean, here it looks like we're just trying to book towards all the ECW people. That got a kick out of Shane Douglas's promos. So, so you don't like ECW? No, I, I just, I just, uh, again, why are we doing this? Oh, Jesus Christ!
0: Bean Jean fired up at Shane Douglas yeah, there.
1: How can you ridicule one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Ric Flair? What are you doing? I'm doing whatever the hell I want to do, mean gene. For seven years, I've sat back and with my heart and soul pounding in my damn chest, I've had to watch that son of a bitch make a joke, a mockery of the sport I make my living in now. He walks the aisle. He says, To be the man, you have to beat the man. Or well, who's laying on his back right now? You have been franchised, nature boy. It's the beginning of a long, long road, my friend. I've Stanked your stinking guts. I've hated you from day one, and now there's nothing stopping me. I heard Vince Russo say, it's an open forum, free course, whatever we want to do. I'm Are not going to dignify any of this that you're saying here tonight. You, you're totally out of line. I'm out of line, my ass. I'll leave you with this.
2: You can kiss my ass and watch me be a franchise.
0: I- Boy, I was a huge Shane Douglas fan when he was in ECW, but his entire WCW run was a mess to me.
4: Mm. Yeah, well, because it didn't, uh, his stuff didn't work in, in WCW. It worked in ECW. It didn't work in WCW. And you know, I mean, are, are people now back home calling their friends say, you got to turn on WCW because everything's a shoot. No, is, is that what they they want us to, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm really I th- that's confused. probably the idea,
0: but I don't, yeah. I don't think that's actually what happened in execution. Raw thumped that head in, yeah. in the ratings this week. Right.
4: So we're all kicked our ass in ratings, right?
0: Oh yeah. By a margin yeah. of almost double. It was embarrassing.
4: Right. Because you, you can't just all of a sudden have one hot show and think all of a sudden you're going to catch them because they were beating us consistently leading up to this point. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: They've been beating that ass like a drum
4: for about two years. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know.
4: Yeah. They had, uh, they had the big stars. All right. This is going to be Sid vicious, the former world champion, psycho. Sid probably don't think he's going to have a good, a match here as he had with Shawn Michaels in 96.
0: Are you saying that, uh, Sting is not the worker Shawn Michaels was.
4: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying.
0: Oh, okay. I appreciate you just owning that. Yeah. Okay. Well, cause you know, sometimes you'll say something and then when I try to clarify you'll dick
4: tuck. No, yeah, no, I, I need to uh, listen. It, it's not to disparage what sting meant at the business, but come on. Most people are not a good worker. Sean Michaels. Yeah. When you, yeah.
0: I mean, uh, most people would say, you know, he's one a or one B greatest of all time.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
0: Hey, uh, we just saw Scott Steiner. I guess we should mention, um, even though we had fun with last week's episode on WrestleMania three, by the way, what was your feedback you got last week from WrestleMania three?
4: Uh, a lot of people liked uh, me singing America, the beautiful. Yeah, that was a hit. I mean,
0: I didn't yeah. expect you to be able to freestyle it as well as you did, but I thought it was a home run. All right. Anyway, you know, we sort of joked that it was, you know, we, oh, we're doing this after WrestleMania and then halfway through the show, Tony showed us cards and we had to reveal the, oh no, we had to tape this before we left town. So I do want to do, I did want to circle back around and say that actually Scott's Scott diner wrestle hornswoggle. Uh, uh-huh. When did you see that? Thursday night before WrestleMania. Okay. I was there. I was, uh, you know, and I think Swaggle was surprised I was coming. He's like, you're you're really coming? And I said, yeah. And, and, uh, he was really excited. And then I said, you know, I feel like somebody needs to be there to identify the body. (laughs) He didn't think that was as funny. (laughs) And I got there and he was getting real psyched up. Like he was trying to get in the zone. Yeah. which is kind of funny. And. Then they went out there, and I think you would appreciate this. Steiner came out to his regular music, picks up the mic, tells him to cut the fucking music, and says, play the music that I specifically requested for this match, and then he played Short People Got No Reason to Live, (laughs) and sang along, had the crowd in tune with him. It was tremendous, and then he beat the shit out of Swaggle. It was great. That's great.
4: Was that a was that an TV?
0: No, that was A uh AIW. And, okay. Uh we saw Nick Gage take on uh Mance Warner. I know you're a big Mance Warner fan, fan of Old Mancer. Mm. And uh anyway, it was good stuff. And uh I had a great time, but it was one of the more talked about matches from the weekend. Scott Steiner and Swoggle.
4: Wow. Sorry I missed that one. Somebody was on acid and they thought of that shit. Yeah, apparently so. But we did get to see Ring of Honor, and uh, oh yeah, was,
0: we, we didn't talk about that. What did you think about being inside Madison Square Garden for the first time in thirty years for
4: wrestling? I, it was uh, it was quite an experience, and a lot has to uh, really a pat on the back to Gary Jester and the entire crew for booking that, and and it's kind of odd to see a, another promotion in Madison Square Garden.
0: Tons I mean, of uh, opinions about ring of honors involvement in that show, um, I think it got a little more controversial when Enzo and Cass showed up, right. I guess they're called, uh, Enzo and Kaz XL. Mm. Uh, what do you think when you saw those guys, uh, intervene in the show?
4: Well, at first I wasn't sure. And then I, I, I could obviously pick out Enzo and they, they did, uh, they being, uh, the television production crew and everybody tried to ignore it, but it was pretty much, it was, it was, it was an obvious angle. And the reason it was an obvious angle was there was no shooting security getting involved in it.
0: It was kind of fun because I was at the show and I was seated on the aisle. So a couple of, uh, listeners, I guess spotted me and I had no less than three come over and say, Hey, that was a shoot, right? (laughs) And and they were so excited. And I said, what'd you think? And then they would go on and on about how it was definitely real because xyz then they would mm-hmm. ask my opinion and i didn't want to lie so i said i don't, I don't want to say uh and then they're like well no no you know right like i'm fucking office for ring of honor and i was like well i do know but nobody told me so i i'm just gonna i don't have anything to say but i'm, I'm with you it's like hey guys um there's no police involved no one was arrested uh right. Like security would have tackled them as soon as they tried to climb over. And that would have been it. Right. Supposedly though, uh, they didn't even smarten up ring of honor to that. Like to the point where Tamatanga uh, was not aware that this was going to happen at all. Uh, he's, wow. he's, he's, he's actively involved in the match and he's standing right there when the brawl and the attack happens. Of course he didn't intervene because he realized right away. Oh, this is a fucking work, but nobody smartened us up. Nah, I'm leaving. I mean, seriously, where are you at on that? If you are a performer, let's say you're Tomatonga, and you realize these guys are working an angle, and they didn't they didn't smarten you up beforehand, how does that sit with you?
4: Nah, it doesn't sit with me well at all. There was also kind of an, an odd thing going on during the Ring of Honor show as we're taking a look, I guess, here at the, uh, the finish of Sting and, and Sid Vicious or close to it. A weird thing that happened during Ring of Honor, thanks to social media, uh, what happened to Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame ceremony quickly made the rounds. And that seemed to happen not too far removed from what happened with, with Enzo. And I just thought it was kind of su- surreal, you know?
0: Yeah, because uh Bret Hart's attacker stole all the thunder. Right. Uh how about the wall We're gonna choke slam Sid through a table mm-hmm. just randomly set up on the outside here? Oh, oh the world's worst choke slam. Yeah, um Sid
4: didn't go up with him.
0: No at all. Sid gave him nothing. Yeah, right. I gotta tell you, I think I still might rather see the Bret Hart attacker do a run in than the wall. <laughs>
4: I would agree with that.
0: You know, what's weird is so many people gave that so much attention and, and that's clearly what the guy was looking for. It's almost like it's better if we just ignore it.
4: Yeah. But, but it's impossible to ignore it in social media days. Impossible to. And he knew that. So what's that? Nick Patrick.
0: Yeah. He's crazy and he's arrested. So Nick Patrick yeah. is going to count out Sid. Uh huh. But when he looks out to see Sid, Sid is laying inside of a broken table. This was not an ODQ match. Right. Hypothetically, is counting him out the right call? Yeah, he's not in the ring. He fell through a fucking table. We see well, him in underneath the rem- the remnants of a table. I think I might throw the match out.
4: Well, no, uh, rules are the goddamn rules. Maybe he, maybe he tripped over the table and, you know, sorry, you tripped over the table and you fell through a table, Sid, but th- those are the rules. You got to count it out. Tripped? Now I'm being... Listen to you tripped. Yeah. Now I'm being lectured by Scott Hudson here. You should be. And, uh, actually I think I was rather handsome here. Didn't you kind of skinny and hair all fluffed up to the side. Is, and... is that
0: what it takes to be handsome? Skinny? Cause if it is, I'm, I'm No, sure no, no, I'll... I'm sorry.
4: No, you can, you can be, uh. You can be a fat piece of shit and be handsome too.
0: See, that's what our audience needs to hear.
4: Okay. That's...
0: I really wish we had some sort of hair care product right now. I'd love to shill it. <laughs> and if you're a fat piece of shit looking to get a little <laughs> dapper, Dan, be sure to try. As a matter of fact, if you, if you want to do that, you should send an email to heyheyadvertising at gmail.com. I'd love to make an awkward transition to your stuff. Our, yeah, man, our
4: main it. man, Dave, can hook you up. You know what, uh, we, we had at one time when we first started, uh, we had just for men with us for a little bit and I used just for men to color my beard. Uh, so I keep looking, you don't have to color your beard yet, but the day is going to come. And, uh, when I color it, uh, you know, Lois gets all pissed off and that's kind of half of the reason I do it. Uh, but how, uh, how
0: does she know? Does she come upstairs to the back cave to see it?
4: Uh, she is uh, our, our friends on Patreon, saw a, um, Hey, living with Lois video one time where she walked in on me, coloring my beard in the bathroom and she just raised hell.
0: Hey, uh, you've been married a long time, right?
4: Boy, have I ever,
0: uh, Lois ever walk in and say you walk a
4: Oh, you mean whacking off? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, man. You know what? That see that pissed me off. That was our thing of candy in the back. We had candy. We had, uh, like we had kisses and we had Hershey's little Hershey's bars. And that motherfucker just getting mad. Just threw it away. <laughs> look look uh, at Shane, hurricane
0: Shane Helms and Shannon Moore. Mm. They were probably tickled to do something with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. yeah. So chat me up. Did, uh, he, I feel like you tried to change the subject. Um, Lois ever catch you. Waka, waka.
4: No, she never did. No. Uh, uh-uh.
0: you gotta make that happen.
4: I mean, if she would walk in on me, I would ask her to take over. Take over what? Like Dutch
0: rudder style. Uh,
4: walk, wa wa walk, walk. Hey, are you going to loop on a Dutch rudder? No. Okay. Hey, this was the, uh, we're showing the premiere of ready to rumble. And, um, uh, what a time this for w- WCW right here. Yeah. You know, and, and this was, uh, this was actually, uh, this was actually a big moment for the Shivani's because Lois and I got to walk the red carpet together going into the movie. That's pretty and How cool. many people could say they'd, they've done that? I mean, that really was special. I really felt very proud about that.
0: Especially for a hit movie, right?
4: <laughs> I mean, well, yes. I guess
0: you can't say that, but other people could. And, and you yeah. got to pretend.
4: Right. I, well, I, I mean, look at the stars we had in the movie. David Arquette. Right. Uh, you don't know any, you don't remember anybody else's name. No. <laughs> it's my age. I can't remember anybody else in the movie. Joey Pants. Joey Pants. We just saw him there. Scott
0: Kahn. Scott Kahn. Just give up. Just tap out. You're, you're done. <laughs> no. I'm feeding I'm, you lines and you still are like, I don't know who they give me, are.
4: Give me another line. Give me uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. me another line here? No, we're good. We're good. It's, it doesn't matter what Martin, I said. You were going to say you. it, Martin Landau. Oh, you right. remembered one. Look at you, I remember one, Martin Landau, who was an Academy Award winner. You know, he was with us in that movie. Kathleen Freeman well, was with us in the movie. Since you've googled
0: it, go ahead and tell us uh, <laughs> what he won the award for.
4: Uh, Ed Wood. Yeah, I knew you didn't know, but no, I did know because he played Bela Lugosi and Ed Wood. I do know that.
0: I feel like if you were in a movie, it would be called Ed Wood. <laughs> <laughs> no, your That's movie would be so. called No Wood. <laughs> well, No is probably a heavy term. Nominal Wood.
4: So, no Wood, but then there's Blue Chew. There you go. There you go. See? See, the, what the, the, the sequel, See what we can do for you? The sequel we can do for you, you sponsors right here. <laughs> the
0: sequel is brought to you by Substantial Wood. <laughs> I gotta write that one down. Substantial wood. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to make your wood a little more substantial, try blue chew. What the fuck right. is wrong with
4: us? I don't know. We just having fun watching a, a shitty show. Yeah. It really is is a shitty show. I mean, I I know what the intention was, but the reboot just didn't work,
0: bro. WCW sucks, bro. Let's blow it up and start over again. And then they do, bro. It still sucks.
5: Yeah.
4: It still sucks, bro. Yeah. The, The flip side of all this. Conrad is now. Oh God, get the, away from me. The please. short people got no reason to live. <laughs> yeah, no, the flip side of all this is now it, you, you don't know how scared I am right now. You know why? Why? Because of Kurt fucking Hennig who will fucking do anything. See, he's looking at me. I'm thinking, Oh, I'm fucked because he's one of the greatest rivers in, in the, in the business. And I'm thinking, Oh Lord. Anyway, here, here's, here's the deal about the show. The show didn't work but that doesn't mean there wasn't any effort put into the show. And I always appreciated effort. I really did. I always appreciate a lot of thought, a lot of hard work, a lot of preparation to go into a show. And so it's hard for me sometimes to sit here and say, uh, this sucks when I know that we just didn't go into it nonchalant. We didn't go into it saying, ah, what the fuck? We'll just do our best. It's a shitty show. Let's not let's Shivani it. Uh, So I, I just knew how much hard work went into one of those shows. So it's hard for me to look back in this and say, oh, it really sucked. But guess what? It really sucked.
0: So I felt like, um, I felt
4: like you just skipped over the double Dutch rudder. I don't know what that is. (laughs) You always go back there. Don't you? Yeah. What's a double Dutch rudder. Well, it's a double Dutch rudder
0: and you see a Dutch <laughs> rudder is when you, I mean, do you want me to read the urban dictionary
4: of this? Yes. I, I think you have to. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, you, maybe you, maybe you add living would be more entertaining, but go ahead.
0: Having someone complete the act of masturbation by pulling up and down on the forearm while the male holds his own penis.
4: Okay. What, what fun is that?
0: What do you mean? I thought that's maybe what when you said. Lois would finish the job. I asked if she would Dutch rudder. Like she wasn't going to actually touch anything, but she would hold your She would move your forearm
4: for you. Well, no, you, you got to touch something. You got to touch it.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why is that right. so funny to mark, me? Mark this down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at about one hour, 20 minutes into our show. Okay. <laughs> This show has completely gone to hell today with that line. (laughs) That is so great. Oh god!
0: You know, I wonder when you Dutch rudder. Oh god! If you if if you 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 loot gallows a little bit. Where forearm, 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 forearm. Oh, speaking of Luke Gallows, you actually got to, uh, hang with, uh, two members of the old bullet club recently. Yeah. That was your first time hanging with the boys. what did you think?
4: I would love to hang with them every day. (laughs) If they, if they would call the house and say, Hey, when you want to come out, I'll say, yeah.
0: You know, uh, uh, Luke doesn't live too terribly far from you.
4: I know. And, and and I, I could see that that would probably signal the end of my marriage. And also I would probably, my blood pressure would shoot up way high, drinking all those beers and I would end up having a stroke. So it would signal the end of my life too.
0: If we, if we could legally call him and ask him his opinion on a Dutch rider, that'd be something.
4: But yeah. I, don't, I don't think we can do that for a little while. I, I got to uh, hang out with him and met uh, his, his tag team partner. Uh,
0: no, 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 no. Carl Anderson was not there. He did not meet uh, Carl Anderson. Oh, I didn't. You've never met Carl Anderson.
4: I, well, you know what? The, 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 I, that 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 was funny because that guy said he was Carl Anderson. I, I remember saying, "No, that's not him. Like, it like not him. It was definitely not him." Slim. Yeah, and I he was, said, well, "I'm Carl Anderson," and no. I said, "No, I know Bad Money Slim when I see him." That's right. You've never okay. actually met Carl Anderson. Okay, well, I'd like to. Yeah,
0: he's probably a nice guy, but I've never met him. Yeah, he's he's not he's not available.
4: Okay, he's not well, around. Uh, what the fuck are we doing here?
0: What what's it? Hulk Hogan is towering over children in a suite looking for Eric Bischoff covered in his own blood. And he is not happy. Wow. Ric Flair stomping around out of focus.
4: <laughs> I'm just stomping around out of focus.
0: And here's Kevin Nash on a flip phone.
4: Not giving a fuck about anything. What
0: do you think he said? Hey, Sean. Yeah. We're really shit in the bed. I know you're not working right now, but can you see if the big man has a spot for me? What do you think, uh, main gene is saying this thing here,
4: a sting. This is one of the worst shows that we have ever done. And God knows we'll be out of business within one year. How about it? Well, Gene, they fucked me over in Starcade 97. And you thought that wasn't bad enough. They're fucking us all over now. Look at me. I even got a tan for the first time. I got a tan because you said, Hogan, I was out of shape and I needed to tan. So I couldn't be world champion. Well, guess what I got a tan and this is what I get. This is what I fucking get. I get this. Yes, we'll be out of business. I'll be making plenty of money, even though we'll be out of business. And I'll go to the WWE when I'm good, damn, and ready and lose a Triple H.
0: Ooh.
4: I still think you're sort of hot about
0: him losing a Triple H.
4: No, not at all. I love Triple H. I think Triple H should beat everybody. God damn he, it. he beat Batista, and I was so glad to see that. Even God though I think Batista is a fine actor and is going to be in a lot more movies now. But Triple H... Actually, I think everybody—I think everybody who's in the Hall of Fame who could still work should have a match against Triple H, and Triple H beat him in in successive WrestleManias and pay-per-views from now until we run out of people. Is um... he's my favorite wrestler of all time? You
0: know oh that. Jesus, what are you doing? Well, He
4: is. You're gonna have to stop this. How many times is Flair gonna get in the fucking ring? Oh. Somebody get, somebody get that Rolex before a hooker picks it up. Oh my gosh. Okay. How many women out there around the world have a Rolex given to them by Ric Flair? Um, three, three, that's three. Yeah.
0: You think three, three? you think three,
4: that's three too many.
0: Oh, you don't think (laughs) you should be given up. Have you given a lady a Rolex
4: before? No, I'm not giving a lady a Rolex. Oh, I have. Oh, I know you have. I know you're big into that. I mean, no, you're, you're a big watch guy.
0: I've given four. I just had to think
4: about that. Hey, uh, do you think you could order me uh, an Apple watch?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could go dig through the trash here at the house and hand you one of these.
4: You got Apple watches?
0: Yeah, yeah. well, I don't, but I, I bought one for somebody once, and you know, she don't
4: wear it. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a woman's watch, though, isn't it? Or just...
0: You think there's a women's apple watch?
4: Yeah, in they there? Stupid fucker. No. Okay, well, uh you know my address. Send it to me. I need an apple watch. Okay. Thank you very much.
0: No problem. It comes on a pink strap comes on a pink strap, you'll love it.
4: <laughs> Send me a Jordan Air as well. I mean an Air Jordan.
0: A <laughs> Jordan Air. Hey, uh what? What, what'd your kids think? Oh my gosh. They're they're what? getting after it in street clothes.
4: hmm Yeah, that's great. I'll tell
0: it? you what, for uh, Shane Douglas. Hating on Rick Flair. He sure is stealing his gimmick. They are dressed identical. Yeah. It looks like the it looks like they're uh father son.
4: Mm. Some Yeah, why not why not a, why not a nut shot. Hey, you know what this match is lacking? Hate <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You know what you know what else it's lacking? What? <laughs> Francine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who I got to meet at Russell Con. Oh, God. Got to hug. She oh, said she. said
0: Oh, to... we got to talk about that. I forgot.
4: And she said she was going to divorce her husband and I oh. was going to divorce Lois. Whoa, 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 whoa. He listens
0: to the show. Calm down. Well, she said it. I didn't. Well, I mean, it, uh, No, it, no, it, dude, you got to learn the rules. First uh, of all, we've never met Carl Anderson in our fucking life. You hear me? Uh, well, okay. It was bad money slam. Yeah, it was definitely him. And secondly, okay. Francine didn't say that. You imagined it. Man, it's no wonder you got heat with the Road Warriors. You can't kayfabe shit. I have personally never met Carl Anderson.
4: Okay, I got you.
0: Ever in my life. All right, well. I've texted uh, there, him, and he seems like a nice man based on yeah. his lovely Instagram photos with his family. Oh, yeah.
4: But I've never met him. Well, then, then there's, a, uh, there's a goal for you to meet him one day.
0: Yes, it would be great to meet him. Okay. Because
4: I haven't. Okay. And I, but I did get to meet Francine and And, what was wrong with that?
0: And she was telling, she showed you pictures of her lovely husband and Mm -hmm. said that he was a big fan of the show. And we love Joe. That's what she said. You don't remember that, but I was standing right there.
4: You know what? Now that you say it, you know, I guess it's my age. I do remember her saying, talking about how much she loved Joe. There you go. I remember that. Yeah. I remember hugging Selena de la Renta too.
0: Okay, and I don't know anything about her personal life. Fire away.
4: Uh, I was just saying that that was a hug that did not need blue chew. Oh, my gosh.
0: Did you get yeah. inappropriate with her? No, I didn't.
4: No, I did not get inappropriate. I, I'm not an inappropriate person. I'm, I'm, I'm not. What does that say, even mean? You're the person. I say he, silly shit on this podcast, but I'm not an inappropriate person. You personally
0: taught oh, me what the word turgid meant, so I don't want to hear.
4: <laughs> That not, I don't even a, know what turgent means. Turgid. I, I know what detergent means, but I don't know what turgent means.
0: No, not gent. Turgid. Turgid. Turgid.
4: Okay. So they beat up Flair with a baseball bat and they do the crotch shot to him and they walk away. No heat. What, why are you saying that? Just no heat. Okay. Oh, and they got the Rolex.
0: Oh yeah. So. Shane Douglas, Vince Russo, Scott Steiner have all conspired to have Vince Russo beat him with a baseball bat and then steal his watch, which I'm pretty sure is assault and theft. Uh, And then he's doing the weirdest crotch chop thing ever. Vince Russo crotch chop was a little weird. Mm.
4: Yeah, it was.
0: Look, look at that. (laughs) Oh, that's
2: funny
4: to me
0: it's just weird <laughs> Tony have you ever done a crotch chop in real life
4: uh, I have not can we get you to do one uh, you mean uh, like right now or you want to put it on on? yeah well let
0: me do it let me have you do it like on social media okay you could like find somebody in like a Florida Gators jersey <laughs> and you could just have them get 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 it
4: and do a crotch shot
0: uh, hey, we haven't talked about it in a little while. Oh my gosh, what's worse about this? The cherish, the bat shots from Vince Russo or the, this segment is sponsored by Wendy's Monterey Ranch Chicken?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously, who the fuck goes to Wendy's and orders a Monterey Ranch Chicken?
4: Well, there'd be a lot of people back in that day would probably do it. You yeah, well, such a shit.
0: They don't make that shit anymore. Yeah, but I mean, in, in two thousand, they did. And uh, don't don't support this.
4: Yeah, I, I support all of our sponsors. They're back not then. A, oh, Fuck
0: fuck 'em. They're not giving us any money now. Besides, if they were, we would say, listen, they got this new Monterey chicken sandwich, but what we really recommend is a frosty, a double stack, a spicy chicken sandwich. Those are the staples of Wendy's.
4: Or a triple with cheese. Well, goddamn Go <laughs> to shit in the woods.
0: Kevin <laughs> that's a live show story. Calm down. Uh, okay. Kevin Nash limping along here. The, uh, crutches do not actually reach his armpits. So I'm not sure what he's doing. <laughs> do you see this? Yes, I do. It is total pretending in the worst <laughs> kind because <it's laughs> he's just walking to the ring. Just happens to be carrying crutches, but he's carrying the crutches for a good
4: reason. Do you remember what's going to happen here? Uh, well, he obviously he's going to hit somebody with these crutches. I would think.
0: Right. You really don't remember this. I uh, know I don't. This is amazing.
4: I, I don't. God. You're gonna love it. This is a
0: big, it, big moment.
4: And 19 years ago, okay, 19 years ago. And you know what I was thinking at this time when we stopped talking? I uh, was thinking, God, I need to look for a job.
0: Yeah, I hope Vince McMahon will take me back. Yeah, I should have stuck with that Ultimate Warrior shit. It sucked, but it was better than this. <laughs> so Kevin Nash going to cut a promo here. He's probably going to reference he was on the phone with Scott Hall earlier today. Mm-hmm. You know, marijuana is legal up there now, right? That's what I understand. Can we do a live show up there next year or this year? Yeah, we should. Uh, I've recently been reached out to by a fellow up there who uh, brought Bruce and I in last year, and he'd like to bring you and I in. Well, and well, here's, uh, a little,
4: here's a little inside information. Okay, You and I go do a lot more live shows. Oh, really? Yes, we are.
0: I mean just at Comic-Cons cuz you want to nerd out or what are we doing? No,
4: well that too, but I'm I'm going to uh, uh my summer times are going to be filled up with live shows.
0: What? You're going to make time to do it? Yep, I am. Well this is breaking news. This is a uh, this is a change in attitude and direction. What yeah. brought this on? Did, did Lois finally tell you she needs that divorce and you got to raise some funds or what are we doing?
4: No, what what brought it on was leaving New York City that day realizing that I'm approaching my life the wrong way here. How do you mean? Well, I'm, uh, I love baseball and baseball loves me and I love doing games. As a matter of fact, as you and I are talking right now, I'm in, in the press box, but, uh, my home is pro wrestling.
0: <sighs> Dude,
4: that makes me happy. Yeah. I, I realize that I realize that I've run away from it too long.
0: Well, fucking hey, man. That's awesome. That's a real sincere moment here on the show I didn't expect.
4: Yeah, there you go. Neither did I. And I talked to Lois about this. Lois says, so why don't you just go quit baseball? I said, well, I've, I've you know what, I've I've made a commitment for this year to them, and, I, and I'm not going to shivani it. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah, you can't run away from who you are. So you had a good time in New York. Oh, I had a great time in New York. I had a great time in New York doing, uh, you know, our show. I thought we had a great crowd for our show with Eric and, uh, got to hang out, uh, between with you guys, you know, at a bar and bad money slim was there and I thought he was somebody else. And, uh, and then I, um, uh, also, uh, got to do uh J.R. show or Bruce's and J.R. show. And, um, I just, uh, I walked away from that thinking, man, this is this is it, man. We can make this work. So there.
0: So breaking news here, Tony Shivani is going to stop Shivani.
4: That's right. That's pretty exciting. Exactly. Shivani will only be a memory on a coffee mug in my house. Thanks to Travis Langley.
0: Kevin Nash here about to be involved in a pretty memorable moment on this okay. throwback Nitro from April right. 10th, 2000.
2: You two guys, it's real simple. But if you're going to come down here, bring your bat, bring your chair, most importantly, bring your balls.
1: Oh boy. Message heard and received, I guess. Wait, Wait hang, hang on. This?
2: Holy Dutch That is Mike awesome. He's the the heavyweight champion of ECW. The last time we saw him, he had that belly. What's he doing here? Doesn't he have some kind of title defense? He's got a lot of nerve just walking on this
1: program. Mike awesome, the ECW World Heavyweight Champion just wiped out Kevin Nash. What next?
2: I can't. When I heard off and Russo are back in the saddle here at WCW, I knew this was just too sweet of an opportunity to pass up.
0: You know, I love me some Mike Awesome. Mm-hmm. But boy, that motherfucker should have been banned from picking up microphones. <laughs>
4: You think Hulk would have wiped the blood off his face by now? <laughs> or it, it just kept bleeding, maybe.
0: Uh, he's, trying to, he's trying to get some heat, brother. He's <laughs> trying to make some sauce with a pasta. Called <laughs> pasta mania, brother. <laughs> so, allegedly, mm. and by the way, look at this. What the fuck?
4: Let's just fucking destroy. Here we go. Why not? The we humber. got it in the budget. Let's destroy a limousine.
2: I back and it crashed in the Hogan's in that limousine. Good night, the White Hummer! Hogan! Oh,
1: my God! Hulk Hogan is in that limousine talking to his attorney! He's talking to his people! And the White Homer is back from last summer! It's not done! Who's driving the Hummer? I never thought I'd say that again! It's Bishop! Oh, my God! I should have known! with the White Hummer, Hogan! Buy your way out of that. With Billy Kid.
0: Kitt- So Bischoff Hmm. runs down Hulk Hogan, who's a lame duck in the back of a limo here, making calls on his flip phone, his Nokia. Right. And Billy Kidman was riding shotgun. And one after another, Eric rams into it. It's got this really cool bar on the front. The Hummer took no damage in this, but this old school, like 92 Lincoln, uh, limo is, uh,
4: It's seen better days. Yeah. We probably had to buy this Lincoln.
0: Oh, of course you guys have had, um, some, some interesting out of the ring things that have happened in WCW, but this one in particular, and by the way, now Billy Kidman is going to run down Hogan while he's on the gurney and they're going to spray paint his white t-shirt with a red NB for new blood. So, sort of ripping off the old NWO stuff, except now with red spray paint on a t shirt, not their back. NB. Falls a little flat. You yeah. know, I mean, the uh, WWF had been doing these crazy stunts with cars and things like that backstage, but that attack with the limo or the Hummer, not that cool, not that devastating. But I guess it is sort of a cool payoff that we get to see who's driving it because there was the famous Hummer skit with, we never got paid off. Right. And this one, we know for sure it was Bischoff and Kibben. We see him climb out. But what I wanted to talk about, because there's so much going on on this show is the Mike awesome appearance. Allegedly, Paul Heyman said that he had a contract and awesome. Didn't believe he did. Jeff Jones would say. Awesome, uh, was offered a contract, but never signed it. So therefore it wasn't binding. Uh, that's at least what Mike awesome told him and Mike awesome had never missed a shot, but the weekend prior to this, he missed the first house show of the loop. I believe it was Friday night and, uh, it was blamed on him missing an airplane and it really not considered all that. Alarming because he'd never missed a show before and maybe he was due. So it wasn't, you know, anything necessarily to get worried about the next day though, uh, allegedly, according to the observer, uh, Mike awesome did not show up on time. So Jeff Jones called him and said, oh, he just landed at the airport. He's on his way, but he'll be late, but, but he's coming and he, he, he never made it. So people have sort of figured out what's coming. And allegedly on Sunday, uh, Paul Heyman tried to get a protection order, a restraining order to keep Mike awesome from appearing. That was not successful. He starts the back and forth and Paul Heyman would apparently leak to the observer that there was a six figure settlement rumored to be $300,000 and other concessions like the belt will not appear on TV and Mike Awesome will not appear in ring gear. He'll appear in street clothes. And it'll be, you know, a, a cash settlement, a cash payoff to ECW. And he's going to be available to drop the title in just a few days at an ECW event. Eric Bischoff denies every bit of that and says that's all total bullshit. What was not bullshit, though, is that Bubba the Love Spuns actually spoiled it earlier that day on Tampa Radio, his Tampa Radio show where he said that Mike awesome was coming into WCW and had signed a contract as such, what do you remember about the Mike awesome debut and any sort of back and forth during the day about, he has a contract. He doesn't have a
4: contract. Okay. So you want to know what I remember about it? I mean, I know the answer, but go ahead. No, no, no. Here's what I, I do remember this part. Here's what I remember about it. I remember him rolling in the ring. And Terry Taylor saying in my ear, that's Mike Awesome, the ECW heavyweight champion, say that. And that's when I knew. I didn't know Mike Awesome was rolling in the ring. I didn't know what to say when he rolled in the ring, but I was told to say that. And that's what I remember about that. I didn't know about Bubba the Love Sponge. I didn't. I, obviously, I never read The Observer. I stayed away from that shit. And that's what I was told. And that's how I found out. So
0: do you think, um, that that was a little bit like the end zone Cas thing for you where all of a sudden you don't know what's going on and then it just shows up. I mean, you were usually smartened up beforehand, but they were keeping that one from you. Right.
4: Right. Yeah. They kept it from me. Um, yeah, that was, that was somewhat like, like that, I I guess I, I mean, it's because, you know, I didn't, uh, I, I never did refer to ECW on, on our stuff. I didn't watch ECW, as we have documented very well on this show. So uh, it, was, uh, it was kind of a surprise to me. When Mike Awesome rolled in the ring, I didn't even know Mike Awesome was in ECW. Didn't. As, as you, there may be people listening to this podcast that are saying, you know what? That's bullshit, Shivani knew. I didn't know. I didn't know who worked for ECW. And I didn't know he was the ECW champion. I didn't know any of the backstage maneuvering and what Heyman said and what Heyman leaked and what Bubba the Love. I didn't know that because you know why? Because I didn't give a shit to me. That wasn't uh, to me. And I don't know if, if being uh, out of the loop with all the smart shit was good or bad for me, but I always thought it was good for me that I would approach it just as a regular WCW guy. I was always out of the loop in that stuff, and that's the way I wanted it to be. Now, if they would have come to me and said, hey, Mike Awesome is going to show up. We need you to say he's the ECW champ, but they kayfaved me on that, and that's fine. I didn't care. Meanwhile, the winner of this is going to face Jeff Jarrett. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, at Spring Stampede for the WCW world title. You got it. Okay, so I got that right. Are you excited? Yeah, no, not really. Oh, okay. Okay, because Jarrett's out there. Oh, we're going to cost another female. Gee whiz. Boy, times she has changed. Oh, Vampiro, what the fuck? Sit out, slam. Okay, get out of the way. You got it. You, You did the angle. And it's gonna be Diamond Dallas Page as Vampiro walks away on into Lucha Underground.
0: Lucha Underground. Yeah, that's it. It's a deep cut for me. <laughs> really? I mean, you know, nobody's talking about Lucha Underground right now, but you
4: are. Oh, well, I just meant uh, just mentioned that of course he did. oh the diamond cutter and sting is out. And that is the end of that. And we still got like seven minutes to go in the show. What the fuck? And that's our last match. Now, why doesn't she just cold cock diamond Alice Page? Why?
0: Well, you mean because everything else has just been so schmaz?
4: That's right. Yep. Yeah. Why not? Ooh. Oh, Lord. Well, she saw that coming. She covered up.
0: What do you think about hitting Kimberly with a guitar?
4: Eh, it didn't work for me. I guess they wanted to draw some heat going to the, to the match, right?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about hitting her. I mean, there wasn't even any powder in there and everybody knows you're supposed to powder it.
4: Watch. She says, "It's coming. I'm going to (laughs) take the shot that next to the Hulk Hogan replay of the blade job. Our second most revealing replay of the night.
0: The Hulk Hogan blade job was way better. Yeah, it was. God, that tickled me. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of on you guys though. Like you're supposed to shoot around that.
4: Yeah. Hey, it's it. You know what? It's on Craig Leathers. Don't, don't blame me. Don't say you guys when that fucker can't cut up a show. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Are you getting hot on him right now?
4: Fuck him. Okay. Didn't know he felt like this. Yeah. AEW hasn't hired him, has they? Have they?
0: Well, I mean, if they have, you, you kind of fucked yourself, you know.
4: Yeah, I don't give a shit. Okay. You know, I do give a shit, but not. Nah, nah, I don't. I ain't doing that shit again. You ain't doing... I ain't going through that. I ain't going through that political maneuvering. If you think, if you think political maneuvering was bad between the boys backstage, ha, huh?
3: ha. Huh?
4: Uh, production wise, you have no idea. I, and I'm not going through that again in my life.
0: So it's like nope. that, huh?
4: Just like that. Nope. No, thank you. I'll just hang out with a good old Connie and do a podcast. Listen, and do some motherfucker.
0: Stuff. You don't get to call me <laughs> Connie. All right. Okay. Sorry. That's for another show. And I'm not going to let just, him say slap dick.
4: Yeah. Just between. I don't want to step on your toes with your newfound huh, buddy.
3: Huh? 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 huh, huh.
4: Oh Moscow mule. Oh
0: Jesus. How'd you even know that?
4: Cause he he had him at the show.
0: <laughs> you were there for that? Oh yeah,
4: yeah, I forgot. You were there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah.
0: Huh.
4: huh, That was a long day. Yeah, well, whoo. What is it ever? Huh. Lot of alcohol consumed that day. I had a sip of the Moscow Mule, too. You know that? (laughs) 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 Are you stuck? (laughs) (laughs) By the way,
0: Jeff Jarrett on TV here saying,
6: if you want to bring your wife back along, there's going to be a real man in the ring who can Check. show her
1: some more wood. Oh, come on. That's <laughs>
2: disgusting.
0: And if you'd like to show your wife a real man with some more wood, visit bluechew.com. What's that promo code, Tony?
4: Yeah, that promo code is WHW. Uh-huh. WHW for Blue Chew. Uh-huh.
0: Why, why is that so fun? (laughs) All right. So here we are. Scott Steiner uh, with his drop foot diving on Diamond Dallas page. Jeff Jarrett putting the boots to him. Here comes Lex Luger. Clothesline, clothesline. He's wearing a FUBU shirt. Yeah. Do you know what FUBU stands for?
4: Yeah. For us, by us. Oh, look at you knowing things. How about that? Huh? Hey, I know, uh, two chains.
0: And, and, and your new rap name is
4: three chains with oh, an S
0: I like it. Oh, so not, not a Z you're, you're dropping no, that, that, the Z that's his gimmick.
4: I don't want to take that gimmick. Sure. I get it. Uh, here's my question in all this. Who do you cheer for? Who's the baby face? Who's the heel
0: bro? These wrestling fans are, are too smart for the old baby face heel bullshit. Tony Schiavone era things are more than black and white in life. There are shades of gray era, bro. People are just people and you pull for who you like. So if you like the young guys, the upstarts like buff Bagwell, who's only been here 10 years, bro, or maybe you like an upstart like Ernest the Cat Miller, who's 74 years old right here, bro. And, bro, I know that's true, and I know we don't look it, but I asked Ernest about it, and he told me black don't crack, bro. And then he told me to call his mama. Now, 74 years old is Diamond Dallas Page's actual age here in 2019, but he does downward-facing dog, and therefore he moves like he is only 44 years old, bro. (laughs) Yes. I think the gimmick here is, you know, whether you like the young guys, like the old guys, you just pull for who you like. He's moving away from the traditional baby face heel thing a little bit. Um, but if you, if you had to fall on a side, then clearly the new blood are the bad guys, you know, they're spray painting Hulk Hogan. They're running him over with a Hummer. They're hitting, uh um, guys, wives with guitars. So the new blood are the bad guys. Uh, that makes these guys, uh, Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo, the heel general managers, Boy, I've heard that before. Yeah. And they're here grinning real big and look, who's coming out behind them. As the show goes off the air, we haven't really heard exactly where he falls. It's Bret Hart.
4: Well, he has a concussion, so he doesn't know where he is. So
0: I I blame Goldberg.
4: Mm -hmm. I know you do. Well, listen, this was
0: fun. We got to go back and see where you guys hit the reset button. Of course, it wouldn't make much of a shit. Uh, You guys wound up in the threes. Nitro or raw wound up in the sixes. It is what it is. Uh, But at the end of this show, you know, live when it happened, were you feeling like, Hey man, I think we're on the right track. Feeling pretty good about things. Or was it more of. Ah, it's just another day. Same old shit.
4: Just another day. Same old shit here. I'm going to look for a job. And I was in full looking for job mode at that time. Wow. Cause you got, you got to watch out for your backside. You know, Conrad Thompson wasn't a part of the scene yet. Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh. Moscow. Huh. Mule. huh? Huh?
3: Huh? Her. Her. Hey,
0: by the way, uh, yeah, well, I have a little more free time coming up. Uh-huh. Yep.
4: That's tremendous. I
0: go to these, uh, great lengths to try to record shows every week. Despite my travel schedule, whatever Bruce's travel schedule is, whatever mine is, I find a way and I tried um, four or five different Times when we were on the road to make the show sound like we want, and every time we do, people complain and say, Hey, show sounds like shit. Hmm. Rather, you just not even do one. So, I'm adopting that. So, we're going to back off of my we're consistent and we put a show out every Friday at noon, no matter what, because we've never missed one. And now it'll just be, Well, we put one out most weeks, but it'll sound good. Every time, so we're going for sound consistency as mm-hmm. opposed to um, show consistency. So, that there will sound a little different, but we're going to miss some here and there.
4: Wait a minute, you're talking about this show too?
0: Yeah, I mean, if I'm traveling, I don't want it to sound bad, so we'll just you know we'll shut her down.
4: No, if you're traveling, we'll do it beforehand. No, I get that you're more flexible.
0: Bruce is not. Bruce is oh, you know. Gotcha. Li- Gotcha. When you're when you're Vince McMahon's human suppository, got gotcha. you. You know you, you you got you got shit to do,
4: Mm-hmm. all the time. So so what you're saying is when you're Vince McMahon's human suppository, then you can turn into Jim Crockett and not give them what they advertise.
0: I don't know what that means. Okay. I mean, we, we've given a show every every Friday at noon. We've okay. never missed one. Okay. But, but people are not happy if it doesn't sound exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to make sure that it sounds exactly the same, but that will mean that sometimes it's just not possible. If I'm not here, or he's not there. What are we going to do?
4: Yeah. I got you. So I'll
0: have some more free time. And on those days, uh, you know, where I would normally be at home taping, mm-hmm. but Bruce can't because he's, you know, off yeah. yonder, then we'll, we'll just, you know, got gotcha. you. Yeah, we'll, we'll lay out. All right. Man, you can tape instead.
4: Yeah, you got it, man. We'll do
0: it. Well, I think it's time. Show's over. I'm waiting. I need to give a, get us out of here.
4: Okay, well, in, in, in this uh, main event matchup, it's going to be uh, Jim Ross, JR going up against Hulk Hogan in a one-on-one matchup in the ring, and uh, JR picks up a, a pitcher of Moscow Mule, and he hits Hogan. Oh, my God. Hogan has bladed himself before the uh, a pitcher actually hit him in the head and down goes Hogan. Hogan is down. He's bleeding profusely over his white and over his white shirt. And look, the, the, the picture of Moscow mule is, is, is all over the, and the is, is covering him right now. And here it is. One, two, three. And Jr. makes that sound that we all love. Huh. We'll see you next week <laughs> on what happened when, on the MLW Radio Network, as well as on...
3: Patron!
5: Hi, this is Hillary, and I don't plan to run for office in 2020, but I do want to tell you that promotional considerations are paid for by the following boxofgimmicks.com with new items each week the official store of what happened when something to wrestle with and 83 weeks and by pantryon.com slash whw monday join conrad thompson tony schiavone with bonus podcasts behind the scenes videos and weekly chats and by loisrules.com get all your t-shirts from what happened when right now And by what happened when live in St. Louis Saturday, June 22nd at 9 o'clock at Off-Broadway. Tickets available at etix.com. And what happened when, live, in Baltimore, Sunday, June 23rd, at noon, at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Tickets available at Jimmy's Seafood.com. And by StarCast Tooth coming to Las Vegas May 23rd through the 26th. As part of Double or Nothing we can go to StarCast.com for more information. Now where did I put my cell phone?